0: Is this could be the most dramatic story of the
1: season. come again. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to. Box, to box We're live. We're live. We're live. We're live. We're live. We're, we're back. In the back. Um, we took a
0: one week vacation, you know, international yeah, we're, break.
1: We're back from our hiatus. We were a bird for the week. Came now back to so many messages <laughs>
2: asking where we were last
1: week. Unbelievable. We're back. All right, Unbelievable. We're As always, though, we are ready to talk about soccer. Um, I'm joined here with Tommy McKeon and Max Botcher. And Hectic week of games. Uh, I think there was, well, I guess for us, four important games within four days. So we're going to talk about all that today. Uh, but before we jump into Chelsea and Bayern, how about those young boys today taking down Man U? <laughs> uh-huh. I nice,
2: absolutely love watching Man U lose.
1: <laughs> I knew. I do hate to see Jesse Lingard with that,
2: yeah, that, that pass. And i pass be,
1: be on him because I do like him, but. You know what? He took one for the team. Yeah, well, great, well
0: done, lad. <laughs> 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 oh, he's so clutch I, I'd love to watch him. Yeah, I, I read
1: today that um,
2: last eleven games in the Champions League, Man United have lost. Oh no, not like seven. <laughs> seven not sorry, seven out of the last eleven they've lost. Yeah, that's Champions terrible. Wow. Absolutely insane.
1: Yeah. Well. Oh well. Um, although it was exciting Ooh. to see. Although we can't root for him, it was nice or exciting to see Ronaldo uh, bag two over the weekend. Um, can't say I expected anything less, but still exciting to see that uh, pretty good atmosphere there. Um, but after the weekend, I guess what, one thing we can look at briefly is the Premier League table. Um, it seems like the, the four horses are out in front already with... Uh, city, Chelsea, Liverpool and United. Um mm, I think this and is Everton. going to be <laughs> <and> Everton. <laughs> not Hammers Everton's not far off there. the beat. Um so yeah, it's definitely going to be a definitely going to be a, a close run all the way down to the wire I think. That's kind of my prediction, but um, I think I think Chelsea
2: it's going to be yeah, it's going to be a, a, a long season. We what four games in. Um but I think let let me let me just get get throw out a prediction out there right now. Chelsea's not going to lose a game. Not we're not going to yeah we're not going to lose a game.
1: Uh, that defeated. is that a prediction. All season that's my prediction.
2: All season I think we have the depth this year. And Tuchel, I was actually today today I rewatched. Um, I was thinking about that um, West Brom game that we lost five two. Because I was yeah. thinking about I think that's the last time we've lost a game.
1: No, we lost to uh, Villa last game of the season. Oh, motherfuckers! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee I,
0: I, now, I, now that Tommy said this, you guys are going to lose this weekend.
2: <laughs> it's no, no, no. And I it's got
0: my Tommy. confidence. It's no, but like,
2: like, I was I was looking up the stats. All right, the, uh, West Brom they got lucky. We, it was XG. We it was like two point five to one point five. Chelsea was supposed to win that game. That was just pure Aspenville game. Yeah, that that was a, a bad game. But I think if we just control the games from here on out next what 34 games easy control <laughs>
1: easy, <laughs> easy.
2: <laughs> 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 nothing,
0: nothing easy. can go wrong no injuries to any key players
1: yeah how much money okay. you put on that tommy um uh, like five bucks <laughs> easy life savings yeah. <laughs> <laughs> easy easy yeah i'm pretty confident
0: yeah put the house on that one
1: <laughs> right right um All right, let's get into some game recaps. Um, Speaking of the loss against Villa last year, Chelsea um, had a kind of interesting interesting game against Villa where um, they seemed to not play great, but also came away 3-0. So, Tommy, what do you think of that?
2: 3-0. Back to some XG stats. It was Chelsea 1.21 to Villa's 1.17. And basically what happened is we we just like we looked bad. We looked um confused when we got the ball to our midfield. They didn't know who to who to pass it to. It was just like confusion up front. And something I'm very excited for. Like even though, though we look terrible, we have Romelu Lukaku who built us out on Saturday, and he built us out today. So even if we have these bad games, Lukaku can have those. That last goal was insane. Like, he made it look so easy. But that's a tough shot to just, like, yeah. grab at the top of the mm-hmm. box and just smash in. Um, any thoughts, Terry?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think this was kind of an interesting game. I think I come away from it pretty positively um, because I don't think Chelsea played very well. And they still won 3-0. I think that's pretty good. And I think that kind of shows that our quality is coming through, and mm-hmm. which is good. Um, Lukaku, you so said, just had that nice shot. He actually had two shots a game and two goals. That's pretty um, good to see in that, that level of, I don't know, yeah, four, yeah, four I mean, Four goals in
2: four games and not that many right, shots. So that was a
1: huge piece that we were missing last season. I think last season we played Villa twice. Once was a tie, once was a loss. Um, we've already put more past them in one game mm-hmm. than we did all of last season um Mm -hmm. we just got back from the international break so it was a little bit off the off the pace or out of our rhythm i guess um, which i think you definitely see in some players um so i think all in all i come away positive because i think there is so much more room for improvement on top of an already like just based off goals dominant performance
0: yeah i mean i I was actually excited and surprised that Saul played that first game already you know just making that transfer um and I think that actually might have probably played into the confusion in the midfield and maybe why Chelsea didn't play as well as they usually do and I think Tuchel talked about how you know that's on him too and Saul didn't play that well um but I mean that was his first game like he's been with the team for maybe a week since Mm -hmm. after like international break and he starts so and they still win 3-0 like you said Like that's I think that's pretty impressive. Like, yeah, he got dispossessed a few times, but um, he seems like a solid player.
2: Yeah. There's definitely potential there and hopefully he'll mesh with the team better, but you can tell me and Jorginho came on. It was a different game. Jorginho Mm -hmm. knew how to get into the right spaces where Sal just like, he looked lost most of the times. And when he was on the ball, he just like held on too much and he got dispossessed twice and led to some Villa chances. But I think, um, an issue that like, it was like a weird issue that Kai the last game against, um, or two games ago, last real game, the Liverpool game doesn't really count. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was incredible. Like him and Mount really like found spaces between the lines and re- receiving balls. Kai against Villa, just visible. And I think it was partially because Alonzo also hasn't been doing well the last few games compared to his hot start and that just like that left side isn't clicking. Mm-hmm. But also, I I get frustrated with Ziyech. I think he has just like such great technical ability, but um I think he just gets in the way sometimes. And I think he he had a better game than Kai in terms of receiving the ball, but then he his distribution was pretty poor afterwards. Um, he wasn't finding Kai, he wasn't finding Lukaku. Um I I don't think Oh, the last two games Zia should started and we haven't looked great in terms of um those center attacking mid positions.
1: Yeah, I think Ziyech is a very like interesting player. Um, because I was watching like I guess the villa game, and he had the best ball control out of anyone on the field, I thought. He was such like was beautiful to watch. And he had all yeah. these like great like controls and little passes and whatnot. And he would seem to be really feeling it, but just because he's feeling it doesn't mean it's like gelling with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's obviously like a spectacular individual player, and I do think that he his distribution is obviously kind of his most important quality, um, with those big threatening crosses. Um, and I think he, I think it's good. I think that's why he's out there, so he can do that. And I don't think he was connecting with Kai and Lukaku. Um, I don't know if that's fully on him. I think Kai is not really has never really been a threat in the air with Chelsea. Um yeah. Lukaku obviously can be. Um so they weren't connecting, which maybe is something to improve on. So I think him on the field is a good option to have, but I think it needs to be done when either Kai or Mount are in like very good form and will pick up that extra slack that he's not doing. Um he's kind of more just like a different different assets of the team but he's not contributing to the, like the normal gel of things yeah um, so either they have to be in great form to pick up for him or ziak has to come on as a sub just to be a, a different look at it if, if what we have on the field isn't working
2: yeah i think um like what you're saying is he's like he's a very technically gifted player but right now he's not making the um
1: it's not clicking he's not with clicking the team. He, yeah
2: and i i'm gonna be a little critical of him like today i saw him like multiple times we were like on a break and then Zia, he would just like sit and he would just like try to like get into a certain spot outside the box. So he can get in this, like his area that he knows he can shoot well from. And he like sits and he tries to get the ball there and take a shot. And that's frustrating because sometimes he needs to make that run to give Luke back the space. I don't think he was Is doing that. No? Yeah. And I think teams in the champions league are going to, I guess he's had champions league experience. I think teams are going to, um, figure him out pretty quickly and lock
0: him down yeah I think it's I feel like we see that a lot actually with like very technical players like like Sané has a slump sometimes Coutinho a very technical player too sometimes is in a slump even Ozil like he's a very technical player and sometimes they just disappear in games and we know that the talent and the ability is there but, like, I don't know why that is. Sometimes they just don't perform and maybe it's a confidence thing or they just don't have a other, you know, like, gear where they can, like, switch into. Um, but it is interesting.
1: Yeah. I, Yeah, I don't know. It is interesting and it is kind of that type of player. And maybe it's just they have to – there's a certain setting or a certain team they're against um, that they play a better, you know, they're more dominant against or more lethal against. So – um, maybe that was a selection call on too cool, but right. um so speak briefly on Saul and Jorginho. I think that performance by Jorginho or like the fact when he came in and changed the game kind of shows that he is to a certain extent like our most important player. He really controls the game, we build around him. Um, and it's just I don't know, it was so so visible. That being said, what a game for Kovacic. The guy was playing like yeah. crazy. He played really well, I thought, against Zenit today as well. Um, but th- normally I think of him for his dribbling. That ball, that through ball to Lukaku was unbelievable. Yeah, insane. That yeah. was so clean, um, which I didn't expect to see out of him. And then he d- had a couple of good balls today. So I really think he kind of, I'm hoping what happened is that he kind of realized he was a little bit out of favor. Jorginho and Kante were starting consistently over him. And he added a little bit of a new level to his game. Um, which is great to have that as an option. Um, and he, Saul wasn't playing well, and he really picked it up and was dominating, or like not dominating that midfield because there was only one of them, but he was doing like a hell of a shift.
2: Yeah, he was doing everything in there. And yeah, I agree that he was, he was starting with Lampard. He was the one where he was mm-hmm. um, content Kovacic. 2019
1: you know? uh, player of the season.
2: Yeah. And then he, Tuchel put Jorginho over him. And I, I agree with Tuchel. Two- Tuku's implemented, I think Jorginho Conte is a, a, the best midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. But Kovacic, that was yeah. And he was going so far up the pitch too. He was he was very attacking. His shot looked a lot better. Um and he was doing incisive passing that pass to Lukaku and other passes. Um on the past network map where it was like average positions, he was like playing at like a attacking position where usually he's like a right, lot lower right. um, trying to work with Jorginho.
1: Yeah, last thing I think I have on uh, this game is we haven't really talked about it, but our defense, um, Mendy was unbelievable. The think I had so oh, yeah. many <laughs> saves and the fact that Saul had a few bad passes that led to some shots in our defense. Tiago Silva had a big block. Mendy had a nice double save. Like those players, mm-hmm. I feel like, I almost forget about them. These like because the problem is getting our attack going, just because our defense is so resolute. Um, and so it's really good to see that they're still performing to such a high level. Um, yeah. No goals from open play so far this season. Um, so wow. I don't see that. Don't see that stopping anywhere anytime soon.
2: Okay. Um, Undefeated season. So
1: keeps <laughs> going. Undefeated season. No goals scored exactly. on us for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Um all right, what about Bayern Leipzig Max?
0: Yeah, I mean that was like uh we talked about it in the last episode. It's gonna be a heated game. I mean, the return of Upa Meccano and Sabitzer and and uh uh Nagelsmann. Every time Sabitzer touched the ball, they just whistled him in the second half when he when he <laughs> came on in some <laughs> which is understandable. Um but yeah, I mean I thought Byron was gonna win. I think Byron's gonna win any game they play, but uh it was <laughs> I was kind of shocked to see it be like a 4-1 game. Um I mean yeah. the only goal that Leipzig had was and it wasn't like screamer. they had chances. Yeah. It wasn't like they didn't have chances, but like their goal that they had was just like absolute, like 30 35 yard screamer from the middle of the field. Um there's nothing a goalkeeper could do like Manuel Neuer is just a beast and he couldn't hold it. But um yeah I was happy to see Pavard back in the lineup, finally, um, back from injury. I think today and the Leipzig game, like, we see him being the starter. Um, and I think Stanišić is going to be, you know, that number two, that backup that can, you know, come in. Or if there's a tactical change, Stanišić mm-hmm. can play. Um, but, yeah, happy to see Pavard back. I think he's super underrated, especially on crossing. Um, and Hernandez back, too. Like, that's that's big that he's back. And, I saw this stat that was, you know, since Hernandez has been on the team, Bayern has not lost with him when he starts,
1: which is 23, oh wins.
0: 23 wins and five draws. They've never lost.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Which is um, crazy. Yeah, I think my highlight from that game, other than that screamer from Leipzig, was Musialo's goal. Um, I think mm-hmm. it was Davies played a short short cross into him. He controlled it one time and then a shot right after. That was, like, unbelievable. The control he had and, like, the balance to get that off. And then just, I mean, I guess he should have scored that maybe, knowing his quality, but I thought it was a very impressive goal. Um, And to see that link up uh, with Davies is also good to see, um, who Mm -hmm. I also think had a pretty good game. Um, And I think similar to how we were just saying about Chelsea, like, they – Come into these games where they it could they could be tested. Chelsea was a little bit tested. Um we thought Bayern was going to be a little bit more tested against Leipzig, but then the XG for the Leipzig Bayern game is 4.3 to 0.35. That's dominance. Like mm-hmm. that Leipzig should be, I don't know, second or third best team in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Just didn't even have a chance.
0: Yeah, I mean that yellow that thing was so nice. And like to also to think like he, though, those are her first two touches mm-hmm. like of the game he subbed on and that was his first touch one time he he takes a touch and then hits a weak foot across the goal to score like that's that's perfect and then within the next 10 minutes he assists Sasane mm-hmm. and on on a cross so within 10 minutes of him coming on there's two goal involvements. so he's just like playing incredible. He deserves to start, and we got to see him actually start in the Barcelona game today, which we can touch on later. Um, but I think, you know, I think a couple of subs, I mean, Sibitzer came came on later um, for Goretzka. They play kind of that um, same kind of box-to-box role. Um, and Sibitzer almost got a goal, actually, but Gulashi had an incredible save. Um, but, you know, Sibitzer is an attacking player oftentimes. Mm-hmm. So he had a few opportunities. Um in the Barcelona, he almost had a goal today where he honestly should have sent it across the goal to Leva and he was just standing there. Um, but I think Bayern has made some smaller moves, and you know, Sibitzer is just like a good business move, like it costs mm-hmm. basically nothing for Bayern. Um, and it honestly adds so much value to the team and so much more depth. Um, so You know, what I'm happy to see with Byron is just them getting better every game. And, you know, like early on, like that first game, the first two games even, we saw them like struggle at times, and like the defense struggled. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think with every game they've played so far, they've gotten better. Um, And that's like exactly what I want to see.
2: Beginning of the season, you were saying that this is the year Bayern's not going to win the league. You were like, yeah. you're very pessimistic." <laughs> I was.
0: <laughs> well, also like I like Dortmund. Like Dortmund had like a shootout this week and then won like four three. Um, yeah, that was game
1: was crazy.
0: Yeah, insane. The and, defense like, how, sucks. <laughs> how, like, yeah, th- I the defense was literally horrible. Like I don't yeah. understand. So like that is really going to be the letdown for for Dortmund, and then Leipzig is like in twelve. Gladbach is in like 11th. Yeah. So like they're it's it's only like four games of the season. So like I don't want to speculate too much, but like they're, you know, Bayern's doing what they this need is, to do. This and as they're, usual. they're doing well. Yeah. But um yeah, even in that game like they Leipzig could not stop Sané and Davies on that left side. And I think what one of the things that Nogglesman has really figured out, and I think Byron really talked about, like Sane being the heir to Robin, like left footed player, they can cut in on the right side, whatever. I think Sane is not that type of player. And where he's had success is on the left side. Like when he was so good and won, like young player of the year at City, he had 16 goals, 17 assists, and he played majority of the time on the left side. And so now Byron is placing him to, and allowing him to play on the left side. And he still switches. I mean, Komen, Gnabry, Luciala, um, mm-hmm. too, like they all switch constantly throughout the game, but he's majority of the time on the left side now. And I think that's a big reason why he's played a lot better. Um, and like the speed mm-hmm. on the left side with Davies, too, overlapping, like yeah. it's impossible to stop.
1: Yeah. Also, the fact that I think it is has been helpful over the past few games. Um, with him on the left and Davies playing so high up. Um, mm-hmm. They're really both just right there working off each other. And if they can really get that connection to gel, um, that's kind of an unmatched duo or terrifying for your right back trying to hold him.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it's almost unstoppable. But yeah. we saw exactly where we wanted to see out of Lewandowski. Like the man scoring constantly, like 18 straight games with a goal. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, stop it. Stop
0: what it, the, you, what the you crazy man?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Well, that wraps up, I guess, our our weekend. Um, but then shortly after Champions League time, uh, where two more W's came, um, heck yeah, we watched those yeah. earlier today, but uh, we can start with the Chelsea game, um, 1 0 against Zenit, um, kind of a similar game, I guess, to Villa, in that they weren't entirely convincing. Um yet still came away with the win. Um so I don't know, Tom, what do you got? Yeah.
2: It was it's similar to Villa in that we just like we couldn't figure out how to get quality shots in the final third. But different than Villa because we just absolutely they they had no shots against us, barely any, except for that one crazy save by Mendy. Again, that was like their only big chance. Yeah, when
1: they got two cleats to the chest. <laughs>
2: Oh, wow. I thought he was gonna be injured for a while, but yeah, yeah tough, tough cookie in, in goalie. Yeah,
1: he's a beast, um, mm-hmm. but
2: basically, Zenit just like hunkered down. They played like a five in the back and then four midfielders and like one striker trying to like uh, hurry up the, the pacing a little bit. Um, and we kind of struggled against that, I think. Um, again, um, Ziesh wasn't as me really,
1: really pounding I hate him. I hate him.
2: No, I want him to do well, but I just want him to uh, have more movement in the box to give. Um, I think he was too static because Rom is going to be absolutely static. He's just going to like stand guys up and that's his hold of play. And we need guys to move off him. Um, and I think it was a little too static up front. And once Kai came on, then we got scored our goal. I think that's part of it. I think it's also because we just got fed up, and we had mm-hmm. literally Aspeluketa and Rudiger just like in the midfield, and we had like Christiansen back, and it was just like
1: yeah, <laughs> literally like a, a nine
2: on nine. Yeah, <laughs> attack.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I thought. I mean, I think that was one takeaway that I saw as a positive was the fact that we did kind of switch up our game plan and mm-hmm. did play a little bit differently than we normally did to try to break down their block, um, yeah. and we did send all those players forward, and it did work. Um, which work. is good. And then thought...
2: we then we kept on doing it and then <laughs> that chance happened and then cool yeah. was like, oh fuck, let's, that. let's uh,
1: that. <laughs> put on like Yeah, maybe too long. not, maybe not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I thought one thing that Zenit did really well though uh, moving forward is they really got their like on the on their offense, their players, their midfield and their I guess sometimes their more strikers, right in between um kind of our midfield pair and our like center backs and it kind of like our, it was almost like a, who should, who should attack them or who should defend them more. Um, and I All saw right. a couple of times where Jorginho and Kovacic looked a little bit lost coming back because they were like the players, I guess, was just, um, I don't even know what I'm saying, <laughs> but like then it was just kind of getting in between them right. and yeah. confusing Jorginho and Kovacic, which I thought was a very good strategy by them. Um, since yeah. it's such a normal like solidity of Chelsea the fact that they kind of found that loophole almost um, did show kind of a new threat that I feel like I haven't seen that much before or that try to be that like exploitive of mm-hmm. um, so I thought that was one interesting thing and maybe um, something that Chelsea can help secure for the future
0: yeah I mean I think for you know 70 minutes of the game Zenit played like a incredible game like they kept it zero yeah, zero they, they played defend, well they defended they had chances you know like they almost they should have had that one goal like in the 79th yeah. minute um where mendy like you know got cleat in the chest um but you know Zenit knows that it's an away it's away game and if they can get one point against probably the top team like either chelsea or juve like they're going to do the same thing against juve they're going to defend for 90 minutes mm-hmm. And try to get the points against the team that they can beat, and that's Malmo. <laughs> and, yeah. like just, and just hope that you know, like either they finish top two or they finish as one of the better uh, three Thirds. teams in the group. Yeah. You know, and so like that's that's the strategy that they need to go to. And like they, yes, they lost, but like it's an away game to Chelsea, and they only lost one zero. Like Barcelona. It's the first game, but they lost 3-0 now. <laughs> and it's going to be difficult for them to come out of that group. Seriously.
1: Yeah, well, they're a worse team.
0: Yeah, they are a worse <laughs> team. Xena like, can Zenit. beat them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. What's his, what's his name? Like those, those players, Like no Trincao, no Messi, no Aguero, no Dembele, no Griezmann. No. Like, no they have 5-2. no one. They have preschoolers playing on their team no. now.
2: They have. Yeah, I'll get yeah, to my rant I'm getting ahead of myself. I want. I want my final. Yeah, my final takeaway is I want to give. They gave man of the match to Lukaku. I want to give my man of the match to Antonio Rudiger. I thought he had yeah. an incredible game. He had that inc- insane run. Remember that almost. Yeah, that run. Angry. but but a better better shot at the end of it. Um, and then. We, we ended up just like playing two in the back and we had every everyone else forward and him and christensen just like locked it down it was just like there would be two on two counter attacks no problem they would just like shove some guy off i thought rudiger had some incredible tackles he had incredible tackle in the box to stop a, a pretty big chance right. um i think that was um the fact that him and christensen could do that. We could just throw guys forward, and that was just like the reason we had so many guys in the box at the end of the game. And I think I give Man of the match to Rudiger. I think that was the most valuable yeah. performance of the night. Yeah, that's a
1: good good call, Tommy. Well done. <laughs> Woo! Great analysis. Great
2: analysis. Oh, geez. I gave two thumbs up, and then I realized you can't you guys <laughs> you can't hear my yeah. thumbs up.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, in a slightly more exciting game uh byron with a 3-0 against bottom of the table barcelona i love um, it max what do you think yeah
0: um i love it i mean i knew like i knew byron was gonna win again they never lose <laughs> they never lose. <laughs> no like like a uh, genius Bayern. so this this is another crazy grail stat that i found Bayern have lost, uh, have won their last 18 straight Champions League openers. The aggregate score is 45 to two. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that insane? They let in in the, the last hell? 18 openers they averaged... two goals, and they've scored 45. That is averaged
2: More than two goals a game.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> it's like yeah, it's almost like three goals almost. That's almost three goals but, um, a game. Yeah, but yeah, Muziala gets the start like. It was just, like, overall dominance by Byron, I would say. Like, not a single shot by Barcelona on goal. Memphis Depay has been good. Like, he's scored five goals in the last seven games for Barcelona and didn't really have any impact on the game. Um, and I think that's, like, credit to a lot of the defenders on on Byron. I think Upamecano played a great game. And You know, I think what... What I saw a lot of times from from Upamecano on Leipzig was like not only his speed, aggressiveness, and like defensive ability, but his play forward. Like he's able, similar to how Rudiger plays a lot of times, where he's able to take the ball up and just create chances. Same thing with with uh, Sule and um, and Upamecano. I think it's I think it's a similar thing. Goretzka and Kimmich is like a perfect pairing. Like, in the middle. So, um, Davies had a great game again. And, I don't know. I mean, everything worked out. Muller had that lucky deflection. Yeah. And,
1: and
0: uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was, like,
1: <laughs> that was it. Yo, focus, focus. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry I'm wow.
0: distracted. I'm flustered.
2: Right, I want to talk about that, that deflection. I didn't even think that was lucky. I thought that... Um Baris, the defender was just like that was like bad He like put a, his butt out and like yeah eric Garcia.
1: Garcia come on yeah it's after he got knocked out by Ederson he hasn't been the same I want to talk about how <laughs> Bayern's top four kind of
2: top five with Goretzka would just um I thought that was the key to their game the Bar- Bayern had such an easy time building up from the back they would like get the are you guys smiling what are you guys doing Oh all okay. right all right. Um, let me get my zone. All right. I'm going to keep this. Okay. Let me get my zone. <laughs> all right. Byron would literally try one way. They'd give it to Davies. And if something closed down three passes later, they would be attacking the goal. And it was because like either Sane or Musiala or Muller or like Gretzka, they would just constantly be inter, inter switching, intertwining with each other. And the defense didn't know who to pick up. And literally every single time, they would have a player, one of those four players, free right Mm -hmm. behind Busquets or Pedri or De Young. And -hmm. they would easily start attacking.
1: I think it's because they're all so, like, versatile. They all can play in, like, so many different positions that they can move fluidly kind of throughout. And they're all hungry for goals and they're all pretty quick, um, which I think definitely helps distract or they don't know who to mark, you know.
2: Yeah, I saw that at the end. Sané was just, like, kind of tired of being on the left wing, so he just, like, move to the middle into like Muller's role and then he got a shot off on like the the right side he was just like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna move here and Mm then then it's fine because Lewandowski would just like move out to the left wing and then Muller would take the center and then Muziala would be the right wing and it just like it was like fine it's just so fluid it was really great to see
0: well I think the craziest part is like Leva can like actually play on the wing like he can actually like hold the ball and he can like he's strong he's not like particularly fast but like He'll just body anyone off the ball and he'll just like pass it to someone and just go in the box. Like he's everyone can play every position. I think that's perfectly said,
1: Harry. Um, With a quick, quick point on Barcelona, it was also kind of I don't know if it was inspiring or, you know, folding his cards, but Kuman like brought on all these young players at like the 60th minute. So I don't know if that's him giving up or him like trying to give some hope to these guys and say, like, oh, get out there and see what you got um but i don't I was i was pretty surprised to see that that move when he brought on like three i don't even know their names so three or four of them yeah you know, like all these Gavi young guys. Gavi
0: and meduiza <laughs> like <laughs> all these like all these 17 and 18 year olds
1: yeah like, i mean i, I guess that could be good That could be good they could be you know good players i'm sure they are the crowd was, was loving it and
2: actually gave them that was like their best stretch was those was like 15 yeah. minutes because mm-hmm. yeah um Bayern, they were just, like, bored. They, like – I remember one time Davies just, like, walked back when Bayern was uh, – or when Barcelona were attacking because he was, like, it doesn't matter. We're, <laughs> like, 2-0 yeah. up and they haven't had a shot on target. And it didn't matter. But Meccano, like, cleaned it up. Um, yeah. But, it, yeah, it was very uninspiring from Barcelona. And, like, their, their new star player is Luke de Jong, who's, like – he had – I looked up. He had six goals last year for Sevilla. And he used to play with Depay at PSV, so maybe that's a connection they want to see happen, like, spark again. But that's not Barcelona level. That's a right. very mediocre player, and he was just slow, and that's, like, part of the reason why they had no attack. He's, like, like how is he going to compete with Upe Meccano?
0: Yeah. Well, there's also, like, no, like, I don't know what the vision is, and, like, it honestly came at such a bad time because wasn't it, like, a day or two ago? like Coleman was like Barcelona has a future because of me and then they get crushed a day later <laughs> you know? like, oh, that, no. that that's like just such bad timing but yeah getting Luke <laughs> de young like i under i understand like you want some veterans on the young team but it's almost like Barcelona is going through a rebuild right now and then th- their star player like you said is like a 31 year old slow striker that can probably <laughs> that we could probably run faster than or like he like literally is so slow it's the like,
2: announcers were trying to like hype him up a little bit, but they were like, "He's he's not that great at um, he doesn't have pace. He doesn't have that much great build up play. He's he's really only a um, only a threat in the air, and that's his really only skill." Yeah, but Komen literally. They said Komen said. And you, you all should be excited because he's a better threat than Neymar when it comes to crossing crosses into the box. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you compare? Yes, yes, that's true, but he's a lot better than Neymar.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That's outrageous. What the hell? Um, all right, let's do some match previews (laughs) for the weekend. Um, we have Chelsea playing Tottenham, which would be an interesting game, and Bayern playing Bochum. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that, if I'm being honest. Um, I've also never heard of that team. So maybe I need to... Yeah, they, the uh, they
0: just came out from relegation.
1: Okay, that's what I was wondering. Um, all right, well, we can start with Chelsea and Tottenham. I think I'm going to make a prediction and say 2-0 Chelsea. Um, obviously, I'm s- being confident with Tommy. No goals scored this season. No, against no. Us. Mm. Um, I mean, they do have Harry Kane, who debatably is other than I guess actually no Lukaku and Ronaldo just win the league so maybe he's not the outright top striker anymore yeah <laughs> but, um yeah. and obviously they have Son, so they're a good team um but Chelsea are better so I'm predicting yeah. a 2-0 win um and then I guess my my lineup I think he's gonna kind of stick with what's been going on um with Mendy Rudiger um Chago Silva Asby in the back um I think the wing backs might switch a little bit from Villa. I think it's still going to be Alonso, but then I think Reese James is going to play. Um, I don't think he had the best game against Senate today, but I think um, he should obviously... Or he's an incredible player, so he'll be he'll be fine. And then I'm, I'm hoping for Havertz, Mount, and Lukaku up top. I think, actually, right, they had a um, good... Or Thomas, you were right. They had a good showing against Liverpool and against Arsenal. Um, and I think we if we can get them as our consistent three and they start building some serious chemistry, and um, that can be pretty good. Um, yeah, and I'm also hoping Ooh. to see, I think Conte, Suga was talking about that. I think Conte, if he doesn't get the start, I think he'll be able to come on off the bench um, yeah, after be his good. injury, which will be good to have.
2: Um, I'm going to say, well, very um, interesting. I think it's going to be a very similar game to today where it's going to be a low block from Tottenham. I like think Nuno Santo is just continuing the Mourinho tactics yeah, of just loves the and just parking the counter counterattack. Um, I think it's going to be similar to game, but a lot more threatening on the break. Um, so we're going to, I want to see Mendy to the classic, the classics backup. I want to see, I want to see Chilwell back in. I want to see him back in form. Mm Um, I kind of want to see Mount Lukaku and Timo Werner up top this week. I think Timo deserves a chance Mm -hmm. to sort of just like, I want to see him in like a, a backup role where he's like kind of threatened. His his job has been threatened. He hasn't started this year. Um, and I want to see what kind of off the ball runs he can do um, against a low block team and yeah. how he'll work off Lukaku. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, I'm cool with Mounts, Kai and Lukaku. So I'm going to go with also 2-0.
1: Mm-hmm. Max, what do you nice. have quick, quick prediction score?
0: Yeah, um, I would say... An easy 3-0, maybe 4-0 against Volcum. Yeah. I they mean, they were like the number one. They finished first place in the second Bundesliga Bundesliga last year. Um, but that's nothing compared to Bayern. Like we're gonna smash them. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna stomp on them. It's over. Um no, I expect to see honestly the same lineup um as we saw at Barcelona today. I don't think anyone needs any rest. And if anything, I think Pavard needs some more game time. Um, they took him off early today. Um, they made a bunch of subs, so I expect to see Sane, Leva, Muziala, same midfield with Kimmich and Goretzka, and then Davies. I mean, maybe Hernandez would be interesting. Hernandez, Super Mekanda, Pavard in the back. Um, just give Sula a rest. Um, but now that everyone's like healthy in the back, I think that center, um, center back rotation is like quite exquisite, honestly. Yeah. Her- Hernandez, mm-hmm. Hernandez Sula Upamecano. Like as long as no one gets hurt, like you can make a solid sub and you're not really like going
1: down anywhere. But
0: should be easy win.
1: Um yeah, I think I mean I, I think they're gonna switch up their lineup a little bit. I think they're gonna have um giving mm-hmm. Um, give them their rest. um mm-hmm. you know obviously played a good game today he's been came off at half over the weekend so he obviously still has plenty of legs in him but um i think they're just going to try that out against a potentially easier side um and i think also they're going to give a sabitzer a start uh, along with kimmick um get him some game time see what he has this is a the game they're expected to win um, i'm also expecting them win a healthy 4-0 or something similar um and so i think sabitzer comes in to kind of show what he has um you know start start his career with Bayern. I think this is a good yeah. a good spot yeah. to do it.
0: No, I um, I agree that that would be smart.
1: Yeah. Even maybe so guess, a different
0: formation, you know, like they can this is a game where they can play around with it, you know, and they're not sacrificing much.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, so I guess we will see um and we will be back next week to let you yeah! know what we have. Let's get um, it my life is consumed by soccer <laughs> um I'm sorry, make sure Dad. to check out our score predictions our stats on twitter at um, where box Two box pod um we're all the best content is but until next week uh thank you all for listening and we will see ya.
0: Yep. Face reveal you yeah i thousand you. followers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right peace, all right. peace, peace. All right. legends legends